Welcome to another episode of Restoring Your Voice, where me, your host, Pastor David, helps you to use your voice for God's glory to speak up and speak out. Hey, welcome to today's episode. Today is the 17th of November, 2021, and of course, we're going to continue the theme of Season 3, which is debunking uh, false doctrine and false theology. Um... And we've been hitting up some important ones so far. I have hit up uh, purposes of suffering and such like that. So please go listen to these uh, episodes. And let me just also uh, ask you, let me know your thoughts. All right, there is a link in the description for you to leave a voice message. So you can head on over to anchor.fm. You can leave me a voice message there and it will be featured in a future episode. So please let me know your thoughts. Let me know. Uh, whether you agree. Uh, also, please let me know how these podcasts are impacting your life. And also, of course, if you're a skeptic or critic, then please leave a voice message. All are welcome. It doesn't matter what you believe. Okay, with that, we're going to get into uh, debunking the prosperity gospel. Now, I don't know if I'll get to it all in one episode. Um, so we'll leave it uh, at the discretion of the Holy Spirit. But yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today is the whore that is the prosperity gospel. In other words, God is our big sky daddy. He is our vending machine. You know what? We just have to ask and he'll give us whatever we want. And oh, by the way, it's his will for all of us to be rich and in perfectly good health. Um, eh, bottom line. Oh, and... um. Also, that any suffering uh, that's caused in our life is a direct is a direct result uh, of us, and it is our fault. We somehow lifted a hedge of protection. You know, we 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 said we were sick when we were sick. We said things like that, and that's why we're sick, and that's why we won't get well. And anyway, I'm just <clears throat> trying to lay the groundwork um, for for this false belief. This false gospel yeah frankly heretical gospel and so is is any of what i said true is it is it really god's will for all of us to be rich maybe maybe uh, we should all have lamborghinis or or maybe we can just name it and claim it you know if i just say it enough times with faith believing why it's gonna happen as you can tell it's an extremely sarcastic tone because none of that is true so also leave me a voice message. Hey, if you think what I'm saying is bunk for them, please provide some scriptures. Don't embarrass yourself by not providing scriptures, please. Um, but is 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 really suffering a normal thing? You know, is it because of our own fault? Well, that's why I'm gonna point you to scripture. And I'm gonna open up in the book of Hebrews and we'll read a couple of verses from chapter five. And I'm gonna talk about highlight this to you so this is highlighting jesus okay Uh, um that we'll start in verse 7 so hebrews 5 7 and i'll unpack it in the days of his flesh jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death he was heard because of his godly fear oh it's nice oh he was heard ah What about the next verse? Though he was a son, he learned obedience through the things that he suffered. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait a minute. You're talking Jesus, our our Lord and Savior, the Messiah of the world, 
suffered? Wait a minute. I, I thought the prosperity gospel told us things like, or tells us things like it's our fault, or we just didn't speak it enough, or we just didn't have enough faith, or something was our fault, basically. You know, I'm reading here that Jesus, perfect in every single way, we can see that at the end of the previous chapter, he learned obedience through the things that he suffered? Wait a minute. So if Jesus learned obedience through the things that he suffered, then how come the prosperity gospel teaches that it's because of our own fault? We just didn't do enough of this and do enough of that and say enough of that and because we had this and, well, clearly, um, as I'm demonstrating, scripture says otherwise. Now, okay, what about that? Okay, well, that's just one scripture, brother. You can't hang a doctrine and theology off of one scripture. And you are absolutely right. So that's why we're going to go on over here to 1 Peter chapter 1. And we're going to go to verse 6. We're going to start in verse 6 here. So in this you greatly, greatly rejoice, even though now, if for a little while, you have had to suffer various trials. Wait, wait, there's that word again, suffer. Oh, it says, in this you greatly rejoice. So why would we why would we be greatly rejoicing as believers in something that was our fault and some flaw in us that perhaps caused something to bad to happen or maybe the quote unquote good things to happen in our life? Okay. Well, what is the purpose of it? Oh, in order that the genuineness of your faith, which is more precious than gold that perishes, Though it is tried by fire, may be found to result in praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So wait a minute. Why 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 is this suffering even there in various trials? And why should we greatly rejoice? Because in order that the genuineness of our faith, which is more precious than money, which is the prosperity, you know, people, false teachers teach. Uh, that gold is is it you know money is it but it says here that is more precious than gold though it is tried by fire may be found to result in praise glory and honor at the revelation of who jesus christ so clearly already so far i have demonstrated that suffering is normal that suffering is an everyday part of life and if you don't know uh you can go look up some church history um specifically um you know history of the martyrdom of all the first apostles. What happened with them? I don't know. Thomas went to India, preached the gospel, was martyred over there. Okay, let's see. What else? Paul himself was crucified. Peter was martyred as well. Possibly, not proven, crucified upside down. Um, in fact, the only one that wasn't uh, was John. And that wasn't for lack of trying, meaning the dude was boiled in oil. I mean, this is the apostle, you know, Jesus says this is one, you know, who he loved the most. Okay, this is the guy who wrote the book of Revelation, who wrote three different epistles. John. And yet, wait a minute here. Wait, wait, what's going on here? John suffered things like being boiled in oil, sending down a slide with a with a razor on it and so on. But... but Wait a minute, suffering isn't supposed to be normal. Okay, so, so far I've listed some scriptures. I'm giving you some, some bits and pieces uh, from history. So I hope you're getting an idea that this prosperity gospel is false. In fact, 
Nowhere is it ever mentioned that Jesus was rich in wealth and earthly wealth, uh, riches that is. Nowhere is it ever mentioned that Paul had earthly riches and, and wealth, you know, from the time he started serving Jesus. Um, in fact, he lived as a tent maker for, what is it, 14 years? Okay. Um, I, I don't think a guy who, you know, would be rich would have been gone um, making tents for that long period of time. So basically suffering is normal. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. John the Baptist, the 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 guy who heralded his cousin Jesus, who preached and made the path ready for Jesus to come along, was beheaded. He was thrown in prison. I guarantee you it was not three hots in a cot. He was thrown in prison and then he was eventually beheaded. But somehow suffering isn't normal. That guy wants us all to be rich and live wealthy. Hmm. Okay, so, well, I thought there's scripture, brother, that, that tells me that. What about things like Jesus healed all? He healed all the sick. How, how about that one? Okay, well, we can look at a couple different places in the Bible to completely debunk that. Um, we could see where he went to the pool of Bethsaida. He went to the pool of Bethsaida and he healed one person. It's clear from the text that there were many people there at a time that, that many would come to wait for the waters to be stirred by the angel. And yet, Jesus only healed one. Okay, maybe not enough to satisfy you. Okay, let's move on to the book of Acts. Right in the beginning, right? Right after Jesus uh, ascended and and then Pentecost happened and then Peter and John are walking to the gate beautiful right the very same gate that Jesus walked into numerous times throughout his ministry we see that clearly from in the beginning we see that towards the end of his ministry he walked by it constantly he, he would have had to um, as he was observing um, Jewish feast days and such so he walked by this guy sitting there begging for alms day after day after day for his entire life and yet jesus did not heal him one time hmm so i hope i'm giving you great examples from the scriptures about this maybe that's you know um still not enough Okay, well, 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 maybe the Bible does um, say somewhere. How about Luke chapter 4? Luke Luke 4, four um, 40. You know, I saw this uh, said yesterday. It was directed when somebody was trying to prove that the prosperity gospel was true. That Jesus healed all the sick. Okay, that sounds nice. Okay, what does it actually say? It says at sunset. So, sunset, a specific time of day. That very day, all who were ill with various diseases were brought to Jesus. And laying his hands on each one, he healed them. Okay. At sunset, the people brought to Jesus all who had various kinds of sicknesses. And, you know, laying his hands on each one, he healed them. Okay. Um, okay, well, 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 I don't know, brother. That's, that's still not a good enough. Right, well, what about, let's see, the rest of them. Let me, let's, well, let's go on to use more of Scripture. Since um, these people don't like to use it. Let's see. Oh, Matthew 8, 16. When evening had come. Oh, another specific time period in a specific day. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. And cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. So, what is 
what is the actual context of Jesus healing all who were sick? Aha! A specific time of day on a very specific day. So, clearly Jesus did not always heal everyone who was sick. That is why you need to become a student of the scriptures instead of becoming a student of a man or a man's book. There's this one book that stands above all because it is completely infallible and that is the Bible. That is it. From Genesis to Revelation, all 66 books completely infallible in every single way versus a, a book any man can write or any book a man can publish will not be infallible in any way, shape, or form. So become a student of the word and maybe um, so far I pray that this is eye-opening for you. Maybe you've never heard this before. Maybe you're a critic and a skeptic and, you've, and, and you're still listening to this. Well, I pray that your eyes may be open. Maybe you think, well, brother, what about faith? What about faith? Well, the Bible doesn't tell us that faith will get us anything we want. It doesn't tell us that faith will make our life comfortable or better in any way, shape, or form. It tells us that without it, it's impossible to please God. Sure. But it certainly doesn't tell us that it is the thing that will grant us all of our wishes. Let me tell you what. Jesus or the Father or the Holy Spirit are not some magic genie. Okay, we don't just say it and speak it, you know. Rama Lama Ding Dong, Shama Lama Ding Tong. No, no. Okay, what God will give us will be according to his will. And it will be for the purposes of... The sole purposes of glorifying him and him alone. Scripture says that. Go ahead, look it up for yourself. I don't have it open in front of me right now. But, yeah. According to God's will. And for the purpose of glorifying him. I'll give you a hint. It's found in the book of John. But, let, let's get off this because this is so damaging to us. This has been extremely, incredibly damaging to the body of Christ for a whole host of reasons. But with that, we'll take a short break. Alright, welcome back today. I am debunking and tearing apart the prosperity gospel. A very, 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 very false gospel. And it has done an incredible amount of damage to the body of Christ. You see, because when bad things happen, people will spiral down into a dark depression. They will they will feel guilt over something they supposedly said or did or didn't say or didn't do. Now, which we know the Bible says that there now is no guilt or condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So I feel my heart does break for you if you feel guilt for something bad happening. And you think it was because of something you did or said or didn't do or didn't say or some doubt that that you, you know, felt or experienced for something. I, oh man, I pray that Jesus forget for you know brings you healing right now for that. Um, it's, it's false. It's, it's completely false. I mean, yeah, sometimes, many times we're all understanding, but but not every time. Suffering is a normal part of life. And if you've ever doubted the things of God, I say to you, welcome to the human race and i pray and hope that takes a very heavy burden off of you but welcome to the human race doubt is normal it is part of being human everybody experiences doubt 
everybody throughout their whole entire life. It's called being human. But it does an incredible amount of damage, and I believe it causes many people to walk away from the faith. Not only that, but it has um, stimmied uh, the advents, being able to ad uh, advance Christianity worldwide. As, as we preach, oh, God just wants you to be rich. And if you don't rich because you're not good, well, you know, please tell that to the people in India, especially the Christians and the orphans. Please tell that to the people in places like Iran and the believers in North Korea. Well, you know what? I'm sorry. You just didn't believe hard enough. You just didn't have enough faith. You just didn't give enough money. If you give more, then God will certainly bless you. Well, here's... Um, something from my own life is that I tried that for years believing fully it was true and guess what still not rich guess what still no Lamborghini many times I went into debt so yeah it's just not never mind the fact that it's just not even supported in scripture anywhere anywhere context is everything if you doubt me well, brother, you know, this brother and this preacher and that teacher said that. And, oh, man, Copeland, that great man of God. And they have it. Well, no, they shice people from of money for one. And I don't care what they say. If it doesn't line up with scripture, it is completely 100% without a doubt false. Just the way it is. Notice nothing in scripture tells us all of man's teaching is profitable. No, it says all of scripture is profitable. There's nothing about what a man believes or what a man says or doesn't say or whatever. Or, or, or the size of their private jet or whether they have Cadillacs or, you know, they wear Versace. No. My friends, this is doing an incredible amount of damage. People are leaving the faith. When bad things happen, they get to doubt. Oh, God, real. Why did God curse me? Why did God send this bad against me? Why, 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 why? And they why themselves out of salvation. Instead of just accepting that bad things happen. Bad things happen to bad people and bad things happen to good people and it doesn't matter what side you're on, bad or good, in or out of Jesus, bad things happen, period. We live in a broken, fallen, and sinful world full of many broken, sinful people and we all have a choice at the end of the day. It's called free will. We all, we're, not auto, we're not automatons. We are agents of free will. We have a choice to play in life that's why many i believe walk away they make the wrong choices they make the choice not to be grounded in scripture that's why people um they believe in this false theology and doctrine of the prosperity gospel is because they made the choice to believe it and maybe not you know consciously but they made other choices that led up to this belief the choice not to study the scriptures for themselves the study uh, or the choice, sorry, the choice not to spend time in daily prayer. And by making those choices, they led themselves down the hole of heresy. Let's just put it there on the table as it is. Okay, we are, man, not to mention people around the world. Well, all these people preach they're rich. You know, they say give money. But I just see the only the only person that's benefiting off of this is them. But I'm over here suffering. Nobody. Why? Why does? Pe why do people want to do? Want anything to do with that? They don't. I wouldn't want anything to do to do with that. And I don't honestly. But I'm saying I wouldn't want anything to do with that version of Christianity either. 
the Christianity that tells me, you know what, everything's going to be all right if I have enough faith, if I give enough money, if I don't doubt, if I say the right things and don't say the wrong things and think the right thoughts and don't think the wrong thoughts and and on and on and on and on it goes. And then when the bad stuff happens or life doesn't improve, where are we left with? We're left with this fall, false uh, view of God, having trouble talking, uh, ha we're left with this false version of God that causes us to walk away. We don't hold tight to the faith anymore. We don't see that suffering is a normal part of everyday life. And let me just tell you, friends, if it hasn't hit you yet, then you must be a young person. And by the way, I mean that, you know, maybe up into your 20s and 30s. Then it hasn't hit you yet. Then guess what? It will. It will eventually one day. I guarantee a car crash, loss of money, loss of a house, loss of a loved one, something it will in some way, shape or form. It will. It happens to everybody. That doesn't change the goodness of God. And I believe that's what we need to focus more on instead of looking for the reason of the suffering or that there is suffering. I think we need to focus on the goodness of God that, you know what, regardless of the world around us, regardless of disease, regardless of sickness, regardless of poverty or any of that, God is still God because he is God on the throne and he died for every single one of us, regardless of our financial situation, where we're at in the world doubts and unbelief you know satanist and whoever god jesus christ almighty died for each and every single one of us and we need to hold on to that hope that god is still good the bible says that it, you know he causes it to rain and the just and the unjust that's both that's not either or we need to focus that at the end of the day god still has a plan God has a plan for redemption and that's the best part of life the best part of life isn't how much money we have the best part of life is that the fact that we are secure and what is going to happen to us one day and we are so secure that that we can go out and spread that across the world and it's not dependent on money what it is dependent upon is how much we love God or do we view God you know as Santa Claus I, I believe many people view father is Santa Claus so I just sit on his lap and give him my Christmas list that I'm going to get it because I asked and I believed hard enough and gosh I'm just gonna get it no it's not the way it works yes God is faithful and just yes faithful and just to supply all of our needs according to his riches and glories but it doesn't say according to our riches and glory or to make others needs and wants don't always match up Needs and desires don't always match up. I've desired a, a pickup truck for a while. I just, I like pickup trucks. And I think they're very useful to own. I still haven't had one and God still hasn't given me one. Will he one day? Well, I prayed that he does. And you know what? If it doesn't happen, then I never get my pickup truck and God is still God on the throne. I've been through very, a lot in my life. And I still see God. I've been through so much since I have come to Jesus in fullness and still, I know that God is good without a doubt. And you need to know that. You need to get a fresh revelation that the love of God isn't dependent upon how much he does or does not give you. That's not the litmus test of God's love for you. The litmus test of God's love for you is that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. For God so loved the world 
that he gave his only begotten son. That whomever should believe shall have everlasting life. That's the test of God's love. That while we hated him, while we broke his heart, he still died for us. He still bothered to show us love. And we spit in his face. And we still do it from day to day. You know, when <clears throat> when we speak those those bad words or those wrong ways and watch those things. And yet, God is still God on the throne, ready for us to come running back to him for repentance and forgiveness. That is the litmus test of God's love. The litmus test is basically his mercy and his grace extended towards every single one of us. And the fact that his wrath and judgment have not been extended to every single one of us. That's the litmus test of his love for us. It's not about material values and material wealth. It's about storing up for ourselves treasures in heaven. Not storing up for ourselves treasures on this earth. It's all going to pass away anymore. Anyways, it's, 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 I mean, God has existed forever. What little material wealth that we may have in this life is not even a footprint in the things of God. Nothing can compare to eternity. And so I pray that this gives you hope. I pray that it at least uplifts you. And at the discretion of God's will, I will continue this next episode. God bless you. So, that's it for this episode of Restoring, Restoring Your, your voice. voice with your host, Pastor David. And saying, God bless you. Get out there and be the kingdom. <laughs>